The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first Gilcast of 2020. I'm Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Sammy Reed. I'm not joined by Nate Noling, who apparently forgot we were doing this, already fell asleep. Uh, I, don't, I mean, we have a lot of theories on where Nate is right now. Sammy, what's your favorite theory? Uh, so my theory, first off, we got to tell people about what happened this morning. Apparently Nate screwed up his, uh, CSV upload because he does it from his own program instead of using like, you know, Roto Grinders or Daily Roto. He like has his own stuff and he screwed it up for like, I don't know, like the fifth or sixth time since we've been doing the show. Yeah. Since we've been doing this show, I would say, I would say about six times this happened where he has texted us and been like, Frick, Frick, I ruined it. Gosh, um, gosh darn it. I'm so upset. Here, oh, I, yeah, I have it. Joking. I have I have it uh I have it uh exactly. Let's see here. It's it's uh we got it we got it in our text. I gotta find it. Uh didn't get my lineups in. I have the lineup from yesterday. My god, my freaking upload code. I'm so upset. I mean, it's not a dead lineup, but I'm tilted. Honestly, what I was gonna throw out for cash would have been real bad anyway. <laughs> So Nate starts off his day by screwing up his entire upload and setting all his money on fire. And now it's the first Gilcast of the year. And Nate knowing, I think he's either asleep or he's wandering the neighborhood with his dog, inconsolable that his CSV upload did not work and that his precious database let him down yet again. I mean, Nate, Nate logged out for even for like when people say they log out, they don't actually log out of like their tilting slate, but like Nate actually logged out. Like he logged out at like 1145 PM central time. Like after Devonte Adams's uh, first touchdown, he logged out. Like that was it. That was it for Nate because you know, that it, it happens. Can you just picture Nate pulling his ethernet cord, like completely out of the wall and just frick you, frick you. And just now he's got no internet. He can't jump on. He's he's logged off. That could, I mean that could be right. He just he straight up actually got uh, got logged off by himself. So week one, it was it was good, man. Like uh, my teams were terrible. I got owned, and we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about getting owned here in a moment. But I I gotta say this has got to be the best attitude I've ever had while getting owned like it was you, it was just mostly an enjoyable experience just to have football on my tv really okay so so you're just like enjoying sports this is like a, a holistic well all my high stakes teams did really well like i'm in a i'm in a good position to either win or have like a good contribution to total points starting for all my high stakes team lavisca scored a touchdown i really did not think lavisca was going to score a touchdown week one and all these dusty running backs that people were drafting in these high stakes leagues uh, sucked. Like they were, they were all pretty bad today. Uh, I guess Chris in the fourth. Yeah, Chris Carson had a good day, um, and then David Johnson was good on Thursday night. But 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 and and Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones played like seventy five percent of the snaps for the Buccaneers. He didn't look great, but he was clearly the lead guy. So it's just like. A lot of the things I've been holding, and the Cardinals won outright, and so I have Ooh. all these Kyler Murray for MVP bets and Arizona to win the division bets that, like, they kind of had to win that game for those to be live, and they did. So we're we're feeling good. So that's my happy part of the show. My Let's frustrating part of the show. <laughs> 
let's talk about your lineup first. Why don't, why don't we Why don't we give Nate a call? We should give Nate a call. You give You give him a call. You dial You dial Nate up, and we'll explain. So this morning, we actually had the forethought to do the Gilcast three man, right? Like we, we were like, you know what? Let's actually, let's get the invite sent out. We got it done. So I'm in here with the, the whirling dervish and Nate N. And uh, I guess, I guess we should go back a little bit to, uh, to this morning, kind of in the decision-making process. I thought the, the main decision points of the slate were, do you play Lamar and do you play McCaffrey? He doesn't even have his voicemail set up. What I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, I paused, I paused the recording so that people don't know Nate's phone number. Smart. There we go. Yeah. So that's smart. Hey Nate, how's it going, man? Uh, this is this is Sammy. I'm calling for Nemo Noling. Look, man, <laughs> I know your lines were really bad today. I know you lost a bunch of money. I'm sorry about the CSV upload. I recommend that you use like a better program the next time, but I just wanted to check in on you, man. We're doing the Gilcast, and uh, yeah, I hope you're not too broke, man. Uh, if you need some money, hit me up. I won today. Things were good. Okay. <laughs> so that's Nate. Uh, Nate, Nate not being here, it, it debased me to the the lowest level I can get, which is it made me make a phone call. I Before we started recording, I actually picked up my phone and used its phone functionality to call Nate, which, I mean, honest to God, really, I just, I hate to do it, Sammy. I really this hate is, to do it. This is the first voicemail I've left for somebody in six years. Nate is, Nate, Nate is, um, Nate is going to look and be so pissed. He's going to be like, why are these guys freaking calling me? I can't wait. I can't wait. He's broke and he's going to be real mad at us. It's going to be awesome. Okay, let's talk about your crappy lineup and uh, my awesome lineup. And uh, yeah, and we, can, and we can shade Nate because Nate's lineup was the worst of all. Uh, so I did some things right, I think, which was that I played Boston Scott in all my lineups on both sides and he got hurt and he left this game. I think that he ran about as bad as possible. I think he would have gotten 12 on DraftKings, kind of worst-case scenario had he stayed in, right? Does that, does that sound about right to you? It sounds right. What, what quarter did he go out? Because I only had half an he, eyeball he, on this game. He left before halftime. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so he left early. Okay. So or, also- it, it might have been – he might have he left the first drive of the third quarter, one of the two. Okay, so the, the guys we all played, we all played Boston Scott. Um, and he was he was widely owned on DraftKings. I mean, he was sixty two percent in the massive twenty five dollar double up. So, I think yeah. that was fine. We we all played the same three running backs. We did. Um, God. So I'm not sure if we were sharp to to actually do this. So the the three guys that we all played were McCaffrey, Boston Scott, and Antonio Gibson. Are we fish for doing this? I, I, I'm not sure about playing both Scott and Gibson. It, it opened up a lot of other things, which was great. But No, no. Gibson on DraftKings, full point PPR. Like he and, – and I know that Barber ended up being the leading rusher in this game, but for the entirety of the first half, Gibson was the primary guy. And if – you know, if he just gets one of the two goal line touchdowns that Barber got, we're feeling very, like it's a helicopter play, right? Like you get, you get, uh, I guess you, it would have been like 13 from a 4K guy. You're like, yeah, that was great. I, I made, I made the right play. And he wasn't even really involved as a wide receiver, which I, again, don't think will be the case moving forward. I think that he is more likely to be used in a passing down role. Cause I think what'll happen over time is, J.D. McKissick is going to completely go away. I think J.D. McKissick's snaps are going to go to zero, as, basically. As he often does. As he reality, often does. It, but the reality is Gibson had two two targets. Like, that's what we were getting yeah. for. I think the goal right. line work, like, yeah, they might gadget him some stuff, but I, I wasn't, like, convinced they were he was going to be the goal line guy, even though he could get some, some work I, there. But. I, you know what? I, I got to say, I actually was pretty convinced he was going to be the goal line guy, and this is why. They cut Adrian Peterson, who was that guy for them last year, even when Darius Geis was healthy and that this organization used to really like Darius Geis. 
and kind of the way that they the way that Adrian Peterson talked about Gibson after he got cut made it seem like they just believe in this guy like that this guy is their new Christian McCaffrey like it 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 really did it seemed to me like there's just a lot of organizational buy-in behind this guy Gotcha. So you, you believe that there was organizational buy-in hearing it secondhand from Adrian Peterson. who Well, I mean, the, the coaches have, the coaches have all said that stuff too, but I, I, I like, don't you sort of feel like players are more honest about that stuff than coaches? Cause coaches will just be nice about everybody. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, Adrian Peterson did tell it like it is. He's like, I'm old and busted. Gibson's new hotness. Like they're going with the new hotness. I, I get it. But the reality is, like, dude, he got 11 touches in a real competitive game. And I think it's fine, but the reality is, like, I thought he would be a good 4K wide receiver or 4K running back play because he would get – I thought he'd get targeted. Yeah, I thought it'd be like – his touch distribution was nine carries, two targets. I thought it would be, like, eight to 12 carries, four to six targets, right? Like, I thought it would kind of be more in that – uh, like kind of Ecklery, basically, but for a bad team, right? You mean old? You mean old Eckler? Yeah. Okay. We'll get we'll get to that. We'll talk yeah, about yeah, some yeah. of that. We'll Eckler talk about some of that be. stuff. But when you're Washington, anytime you can give Peyton Barber 17 carries and watch him rumble for 29 rushing yards, you, you kind of got to do it. You know, you kind of got to give him the 17 carries. So was Gibson a terrible play? I don't think so. Was he like a must play? No, I think that I think that you know constructions where you didn't play McCaffrey and you played Kamara and Cook. Um, I think those I think those would have been fine as well. Uh, so you were not on team. You were not on team Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs ended up having a complete windmill show and, and was mega chalk. And was mega chalk. Uh, we didn't we didn't play him. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. He was getting highly touted. I was surprised to see him 50% and McCaffrey only 20. Like, but McCaffrey only got three targets or three receptions anyways and didn't look good for, frankly, most of this game. Does that change the way you're kind of looking at him moving forward if he remains as far? Yes. If, if, you, if you add those six points of floor for, you know, four catches for 20 yards every week for Josh Jacobs, he becomes Dalvin Cook. Mm. I mean, Dalvin's cool. I mean, Dalvin's team just gave Alexander Madison a bunch of work, you know? Yeah, but they still, but they still gave Dalvin touchdowns when they were down like three scores. I mean, he's still the dude. They, they, They took him out late when it was over. Yeah. I mean, I guess my, my point is they're going to be used in the same way. If, if that is how they use him, like not, not to McCaffrey, Elliott, Barkley levels, but to the point where, they're never having single digit fantasy point games because they're involved enough in the passing game. Right. Okay. So we played, we played those three guys. I think it's a little thin in the context of this slate to rely on like two kind of part-time guys. I think Boston Scott was a good no, play. Scott was a, an absolute windmill. Anyone who wants to go back in time and uh, relitigate the history of this play, I, I'm not having it. He was an absolute windmill. Yeah, but okay, but but I, I guess what I'm saying is him and Antonio Gibson together because they're both like part-time guys. You know, but what I, mean? I had I did not consider Boston Scott a part-time guy at all. I, I thought that he was 15 rushes, five catches, just you and you put it in the bank. Yeah, I was never not considering Boston Scott. I guess it's just it's just thin going Scott and Gibson together, but we did it. And McCaffrey ended up getting there. He ended up with 28.4. Cause he, Except Christian he, McCaffrey. he, he didn't really there. get there in the context of the slate because so like, that's always the interesting thing because you know, on every slate, every slate is different. Right. Yeah. And so, some slates 25, you're like, man, every, there were so many pot chalk busts that 25 was great. But when, Jacobs is getting there and uh let's see who are some let's let's who are some of the other chalkier players Chris Carson got there he probably wasn't super chalky in cash um what who were some of the other chalky guys I know that obviously the chalk it was like a relatively high scoring day yeah I mean Kamara Kamara oh yeah Kamara Kamara had uh Kamara had a huge day uh Jacobs I mean Jacobs got 35 uh yeah there were yeah it was most okay so it was mostly the fact that McCaffrey did not outscore Jacobs and scored the same as Kamara. It made him fine, 
but it, it made him like basically a break even ish level play because yeah, he, 20, he, 25 yeah, doesn't cut there, it at that so, salary. Okay, so we all played the same three running backs. Let's talk about where good old Nemo Noling and Marlon Maddock went off the rails. Let's get into this. You guys both decided to pay up for uh, Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Which I thought was, which I thought again was fine. Lamar Jackson is going to end the year scoring the most fantasy points, and DFS is actually um, a little bit different than season long fantasy in the sense that like you just need you just need the raw points, like just like the raw points of a quarterback who can get thirty five without breaking a sweat. It's pretty pretty valuable. The other guy I was considering was Cam Newton, who and and Tyrod. Tyrod, I really did not want to play, but I knew that he would be popular in cash, like high stakes cash games. And I knew that he projected pretty well, both in our stuff at Daily Roto and at uh, the Blitz. But with Tyrod, it's, it's just the most ultimate five condom strategy of all time, right? Because you, what you're really saying is, I hope quarterback doesn't matter, and I really hope he gets 18. That, that is what you're saying when you play Tyrod. That's right. Let me just strap one more rubber on just to be sure. And Tyrod, dude, Tyrod threw for 208 yards and ran for seven yards. <laughs> Wait, did he, did, he throw, did, did he throw for a touchdown at all? He's, he, he most certainly did not. So he got like eight DraftKings points? Yeah. I mean, that sounds right. right. Yeah. yeah. So he just, he just was bad. That's, that's correct. As were so, the entire Chargers and Bengals, all of it. So, yeah, that game was terrible. Uh, Josh, I mean, Josh Kelly, though. Josh Kelly looking like a real thing. Look, I mean, I feel like Josh Kelly just screwed my wife. I mean, I have so much <laughs> Eckler in season along, and this guy just cucked me repeatedly. Repeat- there was a point where he, like, they tired him out at the goal line, so finally they put Eckler in to spell him at the goal line, and then since he calls a timeout. And so everyone goes back to the sidelines, catches their breath. Kelly comes right back in. Oh my God. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm freaking out. Austin Eckler is, he's dust. It's over. It, it, and, and you, you may think as if this is an overreaction. Uh, it, it's not like if he, if playing with Tyrod, he is going to be, uh, what's a good, what's a good comp here? Like, like he's going to be, uh, Ronald Jones, Austin Eckler and Ronald Jones have the same fantasy value in their current situations, given the, the surrounding, stuff i'm so happy i'm so happy okay so so you ended up paying 8100 bucks for lamar jackson which you know jackson was and and let me tell you let me tell you let me just give my thought process for why i didn't play cam in cash i did play him uh i think like 15 percent on FanDuel and like 20 percent in gpps on DraftKings, but i didn't play him in cash and and really my only defense for that is I believe in Cam. I believe the team wants him to run. I think he is good. I just I wanted to see him be healthy enough to run in one game just to kind of – and that is like – I don't mean that's a little bit of like fish logic of like you got to see it before you believe it. And obviously the really good um, gamblers and, and prognosticators are the ones who can do it before they see it. But Thank you. Thanks, David. Yeah. Yeah, good for I, you. I, but I appreciate that. You know, it, I, I gotta say, like, it's logical to say, "Hey, I want to take a look at Cam." Sometimes you just gotta feel it. Sometimes you just gotta know. It's it's, it's more of an art, bro. It's a little bit I more mean, of an art, is what I'm trying to get at here. I mean, here I will I will go look right now. I know that at Daily Roto when we did our first projection, so like no edits or anything, like just the raw numbers. Cam was our second highest projected quarterback. Uh, he ended as our on the main slate one, two, three, our sixth highest projected quarterback. But I, I, I didn't do it. I played, I played Lamar. I did, I did play Lamar. I feel okay about the decision. That's not where uh, I think I made a mistake. Well, where, where, where do you think you made a mistake, my friend? So this is what I did. I loved my lineup, right? I loved Lamar. I loved McCaffrey. I loved Scott. I felt good about Gibson. Um, with Lane Johnson out, with all these linemen out for the Eagles, I felt pretty confident that going Washington football team wasn't going to kill me. Like I thought they would be, I did not think they would get 15. You know, I thought they would get like in between six and 10, which is 
all that you would want from a uh, from a cheap defense. And I also I felt okay about Herndon, right? I thought Herndon was I thought he would be popular enough, and we've talked about this a bunch on the show before, where cheap tight ends, uh, it's kind of like touchdown or bust, and if they don't get there, it's it's actually pretty unlikely to kill you. You didn't you so didn't want to see it from Gibson first. You didn't want to catch a game and see if he could still run around a little bit before you play. Oh, I know he's good. I know he's good. I don't have any concerns about about Gibson South. So this is what I did. I loved everything about my lineup. I was maxed out on salary and Chris Godwin was there at 7,100 and I couldn't get the $100 to get Devonte Adams who had, I think 46 DraftKings points. And I knew, oh, well, hang on, hang on, Davis. Let me, let me look at my lineup. Uh, he got 44.6 points. Exactly. That's what it says under the lineup that I built. Uh, yeah, I mean it's pretty good. So let's see what it, let's see what I said in our group chat when I made this uh, when I made this decision. Please. Uh, yeah. So I I I basically said it's forty sixty to go against me, but it's like kind of a coin flip. And uh, you know when you flip coins, sometimes you win, and sometimes you lose. You know it's not you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, you would not bet your life on uh, on Godwin or on Adams outscoring Godwin, even though we all recognize Adams was a better play, right? We all, we all universally recognize it. And that's right. So, okay. So what, how much did the, the Evans news play into this egregious decision, this fishy decision? Yeah. To- I, I had, I had, I known that Evans was going to be active and healthy, like no decoy, 100%. I don't make this decision. So in that sense, Evans going doubtful to questionable to, I think it was rap sheet. I'm not sure. There was the report this morning, you know, of, of Evans is going to mostly be a, a win sprinter, right? And, and he was, and he was. like he. Dude, well, he everyone, on the, the everyone on the Buccaneers was a win sprinter. Except for Tom Brady, he doesn't sprint. He doesn't do anything. He just stands back there and throws incompletions and gets sacked and things like this. I mean, did you have any concern at all that Tom Brady would not not be able to get it done? So this has actually been my theory on Godwin the whole offseason. I actually think Brady sucking is a a negative for Rojo, for Evans, for Gronkowski, for O.J. Howard. I thought it was the best compared to with Winston – for Godwin because Godwin would just be Edelman on methamphetamines, right? And that's actually not how they used him, though. Watching that game, Godwin played on the outside a ton. He really was not playing in the slot. It was Scotty freaking Miller. Scotty Miller, baby. Yeah, and and I mean, like, Godwin is going to have a good fantasy season. It's going to end up being fine. But, you know, the the visions in your head of, like, uh, 16 targets for 14 receptions and 116 yards, like a, like a vintage Edelman game. Uh, you know, just that's, that's not – I think the Buccaneers are just not good enough on offense for, for that to happen, right? So – Did Gronkowski play? Three targets, two catches, 11 yards. Buddy, they ran, a, they ran a third and 13 screen for him. Smooth. Smooth. Things, things are great in Tampa Bay. Oh, buddy. Yeah, it's not quite. Yeah, yep, yep. All right. Yeah. Well, you put all your faith in a big game, Tom, and he didn't come through for you. Uh, I wanted, so I kind of wanted to play Godwin too. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, but I was never, ever, 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 ever making a cash lineup without. Yeah, Godwin. Adams. Adams was a must play. Uh, there's no, there's no defending. There's no defending the decision that I made. He was a legit I mean, this, must play. This was, I mean, and Nate didn't play Adams either. He was. By far and away, the best wide receiver value on the slate at 7.3 on DK. Like, I mean, he's just like a complete alpha. And I don't, I just don't get why you guys didn't play him. Well, you should have played him. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at the DraftKings salaries right now. And I think one of the reasons why I found it so hard to, find that extra 200 to get from Godwin to Adams is, you know, we all thought that Marvin Jones was like this great play, right? We all just, we all Whoa. just, we all just assumed he was a great play. 
And I guess it's just because there wasn't an easy pivot right off of Marvin Jones because Alshon was out, Debo was out. Uh, the New York Jets for Jameson Crowder had a team total of like six points, I think. <laughs> and I know Crowder Crowder had a great game, right? He, I think he scored a long touchdown. He got yeah. the 100-yard bonus. But like I just – I was never playing Jameson Crowder uh, no. in, in cash games. No. And, then, and then it was Marquise Brown who was – just as much to me, just as much of a much a must play as Adams, and then it was guys like no. Kendrick Bourne, Anthony Miller. It's like, and so then I'm just looking at an entirely different roster construction. I guess the one thing I could have done that I maybe could have talked myself into before lock would have been Deshaun Jackson over Marvin Jones, and then like a more expensive defense, right? Uh, yeah, I mean the the thing is, I think we're probably all pretty fishy for. Like, when I was doing my lineup, I was like, dude, Galladay's out. Marvin Jones has to be in. Like, he's just the best play at that price point. You were telling me, bro, bro, the, the, the DR projections, you know, they love Marvin Jones. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. And, you know, who else would they throw it to? And I, maybe I, I think I might have been stupid for, like, thinking this because Marvin Jones isn't going to change who he is because Galladay's out. Like, I thought maybe he might get more red zone looks, but – you know, what are you talking about? That, I mean, that's why you play Marvin Jones. Historically, he's been a great touchdown scorer. Like that, that, and so you give him, you know, 20% more of the red zone looks, 5% more of the targets. Like he becomes a very great play at his price. I thought, I thought he was a good play and I still think he was a fine play, but I think my unwillingness to come off of Marvin Jones was probably a mistake. Like when I was looking for salary, cause I really wanted to play both Godwin and Adams. Yeah. I was just like, I was just like, dude, can't go down for Marvin Jones. I, I didn't want to go to, I didn't want to go to uh, uh, Hollywood. And I really liked Hollywood, but I was not nearly as confident in him in cash as you were kind of because of the reasons that we saw that Baltimore can just like push the rectums in of the Cleveland Browns and not have to do anything in the second half. Uh, Hollywood still got there. He still did great, but they didn't do anything in the second half because they didn't have to. And, that's that's not what I'm looking for out of like a wide receiver in cash. Yeah. Uh, so Marvin Jones, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I I think another thing too is that another reason why my team might have been actual. I mean, clearly was not not the optimal construction. But another thing that I should have considered is I actually loved Hawkinson so much, and thinking of Hawkinson, you know, kind of taking that next step as a player this year, which is something that I definitely believed looking at my fantasy teams. Um, that probably should have been something that I considered because I really wanted to play Hawkinson. Our, our projections really liked Hawkinson as well. And there was a Cam, Devontae Adams, Hawkinson, Colts defense team. Oh, buddy. That. Oh, buddy. You know, was that I think that was actually the first team that I texted in our group chat this morning. Yep. It was. Um, it was. So I and you know I I'm playing more tournaments this year and playing more on FanDuel this year. So I I think that's also another thing as why I'm not like just absolutely berating myself. It's because it's like the the edge in cash games it uh, it's bigly small. Like you guys are hearing. Sammy and I were basically had the same thought process, but just decided two things different within 10 minutes and that swung the day. And Oh my God. I, I literally got in a fight with my wife at 9.56 a.m. because I was like considering a swap off, off uh, Adam Thielen. And she was like, can you take the baby for a minute? And I'm like, it's almost lock, you know, I'm like cooking breakfast and I have my laptop and like literally tilted out. And I just like, I'm vaping out the back door and I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> sorry <laughs> just like slam the door and uh just i'm like screw it like i'm just you know i'm gonna keep adam Thielen in my lineup and uh that that turned out to be good actually run hot baby run hot I mean, with adam Thielen, dude, dude i mean i i'm not even sure my lineup was good but i had both Devonte adams and adam Thielen, and ended up scoring almost 180 points in cash i mean Thielen is just like he's an alpha you know without stefan Diggs there he is a legitimate alpha it's just like very, very small target tree there. They have no interest in throwing to pretty much anybody else. 
you know, BC Johnson occasionally, but it's just like, dude, they don't throw to anybody else. Like he's the guy, I think he ended up with like 56% of their air yards, 32% target share. I, eight, I was pretty eight, eight, Oh my God. Eight targets of 25 passes. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Two touchdowns. Yeah, you ran, I mean, you ran, you ran like the sun and that's okay. It's okay to run like the sun. Also the Vikings defense is terrible. And I don't think I really considered the shootout potential of this game enough. Cause I, cause you know, when you're thinking of the Godwin versus Adams one V one, you're sort of thinking like, okay, worst case scenario is Adams gets 27, right? He, 110 yards, six catches, gets a hundred yard bonus, scores a touchdown, right? You're really right. not thinking, uh, he sets a new career record for receptions and scores twice. Like that's not really, it's not really in your line of thinking, you know? Cause, and, and, and I, I guess I would say one thing is like, was Adams like the, probably the best wide receiver play the slate? I mean, for me, other than Hollywood. Yeah, probably. But like in general, should you be that terrified um, of a one V one to like ruin your whole lineup? I mean, probably not. Actually, now that I'm I'm really looking at my lineup, I should have just freaking played Logan Thomas, dude. I should have just played Logan Thomas. Chris Hurt, like, what am I getting out of Chris Hurt? You're Herndon? saying that because he scored. You're saying that because he scored. But I like Logan is, Thomas. I do, too. He was, like, my third best ball tight end in a lot of leagues. But the truth is, you can't go into a cash game and say, you know what, I'm playing Logan Thomas, Antonio Gibson, and the Washington defense. And the Washington defense, yeah. You, you can't do it because then you're going to jump on the Gilcast later when you lose all your money. And we are going to roast your ass for playing three Redskins. And, you know, what do you get? Nine spots? Like 33% of your cash lineup? You can't do it. So that's, that, that's just the reality. So I, I don't blame you for not doing Thomas. I think the move in tournaments, like I had a lot of McLaurin in tournaments. I had a lot of Logan Thomas in tournaments. Uh, just trying to get off of what I thought was going to be Chalky Gibson. But he ended up not being that Chalky. I think after, like, what do you think? Gibson's ownership percentage would have been if we didn't get Boston Scott. See, that's the thing. It's, I probably would have been closer to like 30, 35, but I, I don't think he was getting that touted though. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he was, he was, um, he was really prominently covered in our stuff. And I think the ETR guys liked him, but like on like RG and stuff, he was not a big part of their, their content at all. Yeah, RG was really big on Jacobs. They were yeah. pumping Jacobs a whole lot, and that's I think that's why we saw him at like fifty percent owned. And uh, you know, Roto Grinder's pretty sharp because Jacobs did a uh, okay, as I remember from the slate. Yeah, I gotta I gotta say, I'm I'm just I'm doubly tilted about this Jacobs thing because not only not only did I get owned in this slate, but it's going to be a continual owning every week of the season. One, because I'll be slow to adjust. But two, I don't have him on oh, I have him on one high stakes team. That's it. But I have like I have like thirty teams. So it's like what's I mean, unless that's the one team unless that's the one team that binks, uh, it's probably gonna be a minus E V Josh Jacobs decision for me. You know what I mean? I, I guess so. I mean he was playing Carolina. Like I'm I'm not ready they to They are so like, they are so bad, the Carolina egregious. defense. Correct. They're they're really, really terrible. I mean, he got a ton of work, and he got six targets, which was big, big news. Um, and Jalen Richard only got one target. So I mean, that I think that that should be the headline in neon blinking lights. If you like Josh Jacobs, that Jalen Richard basically didn't play in a game that they passed a ton. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, they threw it thirty times. It wasn't, but geez, Jacobs had six targets on thirty dropbacks, twenty percent. I mean, I wouldn't oh, expect that. I wouldn't expect it moving forward, but I mean, good sign if you're invested in Josh Jacobs. So, you know, I mean, maybe that is what they want to do moving forward, though. I mean, they'd be smart too. Jacobs is good, bro. Like that guy can. Smash. I mean, yeah, he was really good at Alabama. That's the thing is right. he was a really good pass catcher at Alabama. He was the third down back, while Damian Harris was the grinder back at Alabama, and then it just made no sense that they turned. Josh Jacobs into a grinder and then they played DeAndre Washington who's on the Chiefs practice squad and and Jalen Richard on third downs. DeAndre Washington is good is the thing but I mean I agree with you I think he is good. Yeah all my seasonal shares uh, where I drafted him before it turned out that 
Daryl Williams was actually the backup. Uh, that hurt. But what are you going to do? Should we call Nate again? He just texted us, and he said that he is hopping on in 10 minutes as soon as he's back home. <laughs> Where did he go? <laughs> I'm sure he just straight, he just forgot about us, dude. This is a tough day for Nate. Well, I hope he, I hope he jumps on soon. I, I think we need to give him a nice hearty roast. I think that's what the people want. I think that's what the people need. I'm excited for Nate to, do you think he'll, okay. Do you think he'll take an L? Uh, yes, he will. I, I, I guarantee he will take an L for not having played Devonte Adams. And there he is. He's coming in the room right now. Nate, we're live. We're recording. You're on the show, and we want to know: Will you take an L for not having played Devonte Adams? Do you do you do you grant that it was a mistake? Of course. <laughs> I wanted both of them. I wanted Godwin yes, and yes. Devontae. Week one of the season, Nate has taken his first L. This is oh. great. the new era. So so we we've already gone through our whole lineups. We've done our we've done our whole our whole thing. Why don't you just t- kind of take me through your day, bud? I mean, I, I told you guys earlier, I was like, I'm, I am not in love with running back at all this week. I think – I know you guys love to hate on me for the, you know, four wide receivers in cash, but I, I thought this week was like – I didn't feel good about any of the high-priced running backs. I thought Jacobs felt the best price tag considered um, but didn't know where to spend the salary. And, uh, yeah, I mean – and then obviously I – I'm sure you guys already roasted me for it, but oh, yeah. I entered. My, well, uh, I also roasted myself because I, I am also say, bad. Dave, yeah. the no, fact that it, my Saturday afternoon like placeholder lineup was literally a one v one of you should make you feel pretty bad. You spent how many months leading up to this season, and you ended up with a Washington Redskins versus New York Jets one v one versus me. I feel fine about everything I did except for Adams. <laughs> this was the lineup that Nate this wanted is, to throw away. <laughs> this was the lineup that I – at 11.55 when I'm having upload errors and I'm going, oh, my, I have to roll with this dead lineup. And then I check and it's Davis's cash lineup. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only redeeming thing of this whole miserable thing <laughs> for me. To know I mean, that if I, Davis – had after 500 drafts in the offseason, just grinding and grinding and grinding is a 1v1 versus my placeholder Saturday morning. <laughs> I just needed Adams, bro. And not CMC. The fact yeah, that the, Jacob was a bad play this week. Because I knew he wouldn't be targeted, and then he was. And that's what happens, bro. Sometimes it happens. I did not have him projected for three rushing touchdowns, though. I wonder, I wonder if that was accounted for in your projections. No, I didn't have that either. That was just cherry <laughs> on top. <laughs> so, so Nate, I mean, so Nate, you, open, you open up the day by, like, boning your entire up, lineup upload. Davis texts and asks, hey, Godwin or Adams? And you're like, Godwin, Godwin. bro. But so, then, I said, yeah. then I said a text later, but I'm probably going to have both. But did you have both? Well, no. I in my in my in my actual lineup that I wanted to play, yes, but no, I didn't. Then then you missed the guild cast. I'm glad you're finally here. This is great. Okay, this is the listeners don't get this, but Davis every single week for the last three years in the middle of the Sunday night game texts and goes, "Can we start recording, guys? Can we start recording, guys? Can we start recording?" No, no, this is not on me, Nate. We agreed on this first of all weeks ago and then second of all we discussed it this morning sammy will back me up i was sitting at home all day and i was like i can record whenever because i have a dead lineup and then i go out on a walk with my dog and you guys are all like we're gonna record before the sunday night game for the first time in five years which we agree after the afternoon games is what we agreed upon. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we did talk about this, Nate. But you're also right that Davis is like a closet boomer and needs to go to bed early, even though he doesn't have a real job. So he like says – I Unfortunately, guys, like, I do have a real job. That's what's so terrible about it. That is, that is incorrect. The listeners – But, I mean, I, it's, I, have, I have no problem being outed as a closet boomer. It's a real thing. But the real story of this week is that Sammy had a smash week. By playing, yeah, I mean, by I, playing Adam Thielen, 
who got I there. I thought with, Adam Thielen was. I, such I actually a fish thought he. Play. I thought he was fine. I didn't think he was a fish play. Wait, I you thought, thought he was, he was a fish play, Nate? I probably built like fifty versions of lineups, and I don't think one of them had Thielen in cash. Ah, oh, wow. This is why uh, your bank account is now empty and my bank account is full. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I thought that he was like a way worse play than, than Marvin Jones and Marquise Brown, but it got you the mental gymnastics to get off of Lamar. And that was like the biggest thing of the week was because Lamar was Lamar and Christian McCaffrey really were, uh, you know, uh, poisoned candy, right? You, you, it looks, it looks so good when they get 25 points, but you, you, it's really not good enough. Well, I mean, the thing is, is it the right thing to do to live in 2019? You know, I mean, they were, they were the fantasy winners in 2019, but does that always carry over and, and happen the next year? Not necessarily. Well, so. I mean, and, and you are, so the logic for playing McCaffrey for me, a lot of the logic, cause I played him on FanDuel too, is we just, we don't know. Right. Well, they're just is going to be. We have no preseason. The reports we have on training camp are some of it are good, some of it's good, but a lot of it is not good information. And regardless of anything else that's going on in the whole NFL, the Panthers are going to give McCaffrey the ball. And even though they didn't target him that much, they they got to the goal line, they gave him the ball, and we just knew that was going to be true. We could think Josh Jacobs is going to be a bell cow. We can think Dalvin Cook is going to be a bell cow, but actually they gave Alexander Madison you know, a fair amount of work. We can think Alvin Kamara is healthy, but we just got a report that he had an epidural injection in his back, you know, yeah. but just the, the one thing we know in fantasy football is McCaffrey is going to get 25 fantasy points. Like he just is going to do it. But at the same time, you're paying 10. I mean, he was literally $4,000 more than Jacobs was. So. Yeah. And let's, I mean, it, Nate, I'll be honest. Like I thought Thielen obviously was a very good play, um, but he ran hot. Like yeah, I ran, I, I ran mega hot with him. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh yeah, I knew Thielen was just going to like have 56% air yards. Like, I mean, I, I thought he would be the alpha, but to like catch two fourth quarter touchdowns or whatever, like yeah. that was, that was certainly. I just here. think that the mid tier wide receivers was where all the value was this week. I thought that, um, you know, for me, I was, I was on Godwin a lot. Obviously it didn't work out because Brady is, terrible dust this is it's good for me to get this out of the system now because i won't be tempted to play buccaneers players at these prices for the rest of the year like you can interest me in like fifty eight hundred dollar mike evans but uh <laughs> like seventy three hundred dollar mike evans no thank you watching brady throw interceptions and then throwing his hands around like godwin or somebody's doing something wrong when it's like just clearly on him was was great but yeah, there's just so many wide receiver values this week in the mid-tier. I mean, I thought Calvin Ridley was a smash um, at that price tag. I thought Marvin Jones. Uh, I think all of us had Hollywood Brown, right? I did uh, not have Hollywood. I played No, and that's Brown. why That's why Nate won. Or Nate, that's why Sammy won. won. Yeah. yeah, Nate didn't win anything. Nate no, scored 127 yeah. points. <laughs> but, yeah, I just I, thought that the mid-tier – wide receivers to me just had so much more upside than these like these running backs that I'm like I don't want to play a Delvin I don't want to play uh these high priced running backs to me it was either Jacobs or um I mean obviously everybody you had to play Boston Scott and uh, yeah I mean but you, you had played, to play Boston Scott and um uh Gibson Gibson you just had yeah. to those are like those even if they fail when you know a running back's going to be that high owned in cash games on DraftKings at 4K. Well, Gibson didn't even really end up being owned, but we've seen this a million times where Gibson sucking doesn't kill you because it lets you get those wide receivers who just crush on DraftKings and uh, worked for people who played Devontae Adams, didn't work for people who played Chris yeah. Godwin. So if you lost and you played Gibson and you're like, man, I lost because I played – you didn't lose because you played Gibson. You lost because you didn't play the wide receivers. Yeah, and it, so talk to uh, – Davis and I were talking about Hollywood a little bit. I thought he was a really good play. Um, I didn't consider him a cash must, though, because, you know, he's just like a very, like, high-variance kind of player. Um, no, he and, is He is not. He is the new uh, – who is Michael Vick's best wide receiver? I don't know. He's going to He's gonna be like the wide receiver 13 in fantasy at the end of the year. He's going he's gonna to be unbelievable. 
I mean, we, dude, we talked about this on your podcast. My gold star bet of the year was to bet him over 800 receiving yards. Like, good day for me on that front. Like, I'm big on Hollywood Brown. I just think from a cash perspective, I rarely consider him a must because he, he, he's a very big-time deep receiver, and if Baltimore ends up going up big, they don't have any interest in throwing the ball. Yeah. So I, I, I think he's definitely in a smash spot, but I didn't consider him like – I have to have him in my cash game team. Like I won't move off him. Yeah. I disagree with Davis that I would say he's not volatile. He's definitely volatile. It's just at his price tag at 51. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe that's was, the better thing. The guys that yeah. he was priced around were was like dust, but Jamison Crowder, Jamison Crowder, Henry Ruggs, Anthony Miller, Christian Kirk, Kendrick Bourne. Like, so was there variance? Yes. But at the same point, I could see his target percentage being above 20% here, which I thought like, gave me a little bit of a floor there where those other guys could literally get two targets, you know? And I think with, with, with Hollywood Brown, we just know his upside. So he was definitely a variance. He was, he was targeted more. Will Fuller. Like he was targeted more often than, you know what? That's actually a great comp fading Marquise Brown in this game. Sammy, I don't know. I don't know if you were watching, but Marquise Brown and the, the last drive where the Browns or where the Ravens cared they threw him a deep shot after he already had five for one twelve or whatever, and it would have turned into the Kirk game for you or the oh. Fuller game had he caught it and he just didn't catch it. Woo. I mean, yeah, bro, I still have nightmares about the that Kirk and Fuller games, man. I'll literally never forget it. I'll never. I would say I'll never forget those games. So, Sammy, I, I, who was your through wide receivers? You went. I went Adams, Thielen, and Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Okay, so we all had – And then I didn't, I didn't pay up for Lamar Jackson. I played Cam. Yeah. So, Jones was just too cheap. I think he, he, he was the other one wide receiver-wise that I just thought – I felt so much better about the wide receiver value, and I shouldn't have even, – even in a temporary, like, placeholder lineup, should not have thrown McCaffrey in. Well, I mean – you guys just didn't play Adams. Like you're talking about all yeah, the it's literally it's like literally it's like we could do a whole hour long podcast <laughs> and dissect all these mistakes, but it was like we didn't play the guy who was the best play of the slate, Nate. Like right. it's, it's just really like, it's no, there's all this wide receiver value. Adams was the wide receiver value. Like it was it was just complete fish move not to play him and be like, Well, I'm going you know, to you, Godwin. Like that's gonna work. You know what the move was? It was just you bro, you just fade Gibson, you play four wide receivers. And you just you smash. You, if I should have played, you should have played four wide receivers. If I would have played four, I mean, Devonte was a, was a great play. He was at the top of every model. There was no like it was a slam dunk, and it wasn't like a. Yeah, I wasn't going to play Thomas this week, which I think was surprising for. I think you, Sammy, were like Nate. You're not going to play Thomas. Like he's your boy. I, I don't think I built a lineup with with Thomas this week. I did have some that I was looking at with Julio. But I thought Thomas and McCaffrey were both just priced too high this week. I played Michael. I played Michael Thomas on Fanduel. Not great. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your Fanduel money. On uh, dude, uh, dude, on Fanduel because of the way their pricing works. <laughs> you probably did better on Fanduel. Than <laughs> you, you just you just played Lamar Jackson and you Christian you literally Matthew. could play Lamar, CMC, and Michael Thomas and Zach Ertz because of the way their pricing works. <laughs> So it's just like whatever. It's like great. <laughs> okay. That's, that's why you didn't win on FanDuel because you always have too much money and you don't have to play the Washington DST. Yeah, I played. Then, I got to play. I got to play the Colts DST. Right. Yeah, and you lose because you don't play the the best. Well, no, I I lost because uh, everyone there played Jacobs too. Oh yeah. So he Sammy, actually was a play on on FanDuel. Instead of talking about Davis's dust that's burning money on FanDuel, what uh what were some takeaways you had from Week One? I mean, obviously. I thought for me, like watching Kyler and like his development yep. was like probably the biggest thing I'm walking away with. They they lose this game last year ten out oh, of yeah. ten times. Yes, yeah, and Kyler just and seems DeAndre so much more Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, the tales of his demise, were <laughs> greatly exact. He was going in the third round of fantasy drafts. How oh, do yeah. people think? I mean, do people not remember that he put up these numbers with quarterbacks that you literally would see on the street today? Like. He's now got Kyler Murray, and people are like, oh, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be able to do it. I gotta no, take, I gotta, I gotta take Tom Brady's fourth weapon and Mike Evans over him. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take Scotty Miller's handcuff over DeAndre Hopkins. 
I mean, Hopkins is just a baller and has always been in the, at this level. Like, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, he had a 40-something percent target share. Um, I don't have all of his air yard stuff because NFL's API is stupid this year. But um, Because you can't count that high. I mean, he was like two inches away from a touchdown. Yeah. Also, like a long touchdown. They, they I think the Cardinals are just going to smash. I think I think Kyler Oh yeah, can like, Oh, that's another thing as Kyler we should talk and Josh about the Cardinals going to be two of my favorite quarterbacks to play this year, I think. Ken, Kenyon Drake is in a timeshare? Like <laughs> Chase Edmonds season? Yeah, like like he, it's it's a straight up it's a straight up 50-50. He got bailed out. Um he got bailed out by that touchdown, but it is yeah, I mean, 16 carries for Drake, six for Edmonds, but Edmonds, five targets, two targets. Yeah, like it's it's a straight, it's like a 60 40 uh, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler situation. Speaking of Austin Eckler, Sammy, are you uh, RIP in those seasonal? Didn't you take him everywhere? Yeah, I took him everywhere. I've already, I've already tilted my, my face off. Uh, I need to win a lot of money at DFS to make up for all the seasonal money that, that Kelly looks really good. Drain. See, for me, Kelly looks really good. For for me, Sammy, I, I, I worked so hard at seasonal this year that all my DFS losses are just going to be tax write offs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, the actual story is you worked so hard at seasonal that you forgot, like, the cardinal rule of. Just play Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah, just play, like, the best plays and uh, don't pay up for quarterback. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I was I was hoping that the salaries would be up. I think that um, with COVID, they're going to wait to put the salaries up until Mondays now. Um, would be my guess. I, I, I didn't I, see that. Well, I'm excited to see how uh, how they're going to price Jonathan Taylor because yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, so I have the eight game uh, thing on my Directv, so I'm watching the eight games at once, and I'm just like yeah. Neo in the Matrix, like going. And every time. A couple times Taylor got the ball on like swing passes or screens on the outside. I was like, "Oh, who's that guy? Oh, that's Taylor." Like you can just see he's, dude, that that athletic talent. I'm grinding the tape, baby. Like it jumps off the screen. And don't you think Hines is like gonna be a? They throw so like, much. Like Rivers just loves to throw to his running backs, dude. Yeah, dude, like Hines to is this. gonna be the Taylor, Taylor six for six through the air. Hines eight for eight. Marlon Mack three for three. Well, Mac like, went. Mac got hurt pretty pretty early. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is, they threw 17 targets to their running backs and completed 17 passes. Like, I don't care. Like, Taylor can just get six of those or seven of those, and he's going to be a, a complete monster. So, so I'm excited where, to see where they have him priced. Where do you think Hines will be? Uh, I am. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to look at the schedule right now. Then Taylor. So it's it's gonna depend. It's gonna depend on who the Colts play. Um, and oh, they, they, we, so they put these like apps on your phone, Davis. They are at home against the terrible Minnesota Vikings. Oh, dude! So Jonathan Taylor is gonna be sixty two hundred, and Hines is gonna be fifty five. Fifty five, yeah, fifty five, and I'm gonna have him. yeah. I mean, forget that. Give me all the Jonathan Taylor, baby. It's I, I think I'm. I think I'm. On, I think I'm with Sammy there. Yeah, because Taylor has way more in-game upside where like they might just go to him like they might like he might get like 10 straight uh of the team's carries or whatever i don't think that would happen with Hines, though obviously he showed his upside today by scoring twice and just getting touches all over and and paris campbell too by the way is the lead receiver for indianapolis is is uh is ty just dust He's a hundred years old, dude. Like, what? Did, what do people think was going to happen? He's he's thirty-one. Oh, Jesus, that's brutal. Yeah, that guy's over. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about Visca? Yeah, I mean, dude, this is your time. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is not like you a, buried the lead. Let's go. Visca's not a DFS discussion. You yes, he is. He's an elapse, but you're not. If he is, if he is forty. 600 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He, he plays you, for the you, Jaguars and he got four. Yeah. They, they play the Titans. Team. They play the Titans. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I'll play him in GPPs again. <laughs> again? <laughs> oh, yeah. I play. You think I wasn't going to play him this week? I love you so much. <laughs> you really thought I wasn't going to, bro? Starting wide my, receiver. He got the wildcat rushes. I didn't even – I spent all offseason telling, like, conservatively being like, yeah, I think he'll get some wildcat rushes, and then they did it in the first game. 
it, it surpassed my wildest dreams for him to both get a wildcat rush and a receiving touchdown in the same game. I just they have such a wide target like share over there. Like it's just going to be there's so many mouths to yeah. They they targeted uh one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven players. Yeah, I I don't want to touch. I mean, you're going to get some weeks where he's just not going to see a target because. Well, I mean, Gardner Minshew only had one incompletion, so you know, at some point, it's just like okay. And and you know what? The one incompletion was Shark only got like Shark only got like three targets this week. I think Shark's still going to get closer to like seven. Well, I would anticipate that Keelan Cole is going to be the guy who dusts off here. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that I Jacksonville. There's so much I, I, I would not ever play Chanel right now but um, you guys what do you guys think about Russ Wilson uh cooking he got 35 and they were they were winning that game too I know yeah, yeah I thought I think that's 35. big yeah, yeah. And I mean we always have known Russ's only like limitation is coaching the coaching like, it's never been a question of his talent like he can always do it and Metcalf Lockett and Carson like he's got plenty of weapons so if if we see this over a significant period, like I'll play Russ whenever. I just think you're not even betting on Russ when you're playing him. You're like betting on whether or not you're, you're just betting that Pete Carroll feels like throwing that week. I mean, and Chris Carson getting targets in the passing game, that's always been a reason why we haven't been as interested in playing him on DraftKings. And he was six targets, six receptions, third on the team in target share. It's and several good. of these, several of these were like manufactured targets. They weren't just like dump the, offs. No, they, they were. Like, it was literally the Alvin Kamara swing play. Yeah, but for Chris Carson. Yeah, so I like that. And Carson only got six rushes. Carlos Hyde got seven. Like this was a game they were ahead the entire time. Like when Russ says, "Let me cook," and then they let him cook. I mean, that this could be like this is something to keep an eye on because if they give him volume, dude, with with that pass receiving core, Metcalf is a straight beast. Like, Lockett is super good. Like, that could be a legitimately elite offense if they just, you know, take take the reins off. Davis, um, what's your take on Jacobs going forward? Is he going to – I So, like, this week I think we had him projected for 7% of Oakland targets. I think I'll move that to 10% next week. If it happens again, I'll think I'll move it to 12, you know, and then – if he is if he's a twelve percent market share guy plus a seventy five percent market share rush guy, I mean then he's an eight thousand dollar running back yeah. on DraftKings. Like I, yeah, I had him around seven to ten percent this week, and he definitely surpassed that. If Dave, he's in the double digits of target, Davis share, says he's Dalvin Cook. Yeah. yeah, if he if he gets if he gets twelve to fifteen percent, he's Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Okay, so so big takeaways, Nate. The Texans are bad. The Chiefs are still good. The Seahawks are, are letting Russ cook. I'm into well, that. I'm not taking. I'm not saying the Texans. I'm still going to play. I am. I am. play plenty of Will Fuller this year. And yeah, Fuller, sure. Fuller every week. Oh sure, play, I, play I'm Will sure Fuller. Gonna be weeks I'm just saying that's a that's a bad team. I'm and sure there's weeks where Dusty DJ is going to be in play too. We'll, we'll we'll see about that. I think the Jets. I don't want any piece of them at any point. Especially you didn't jam uh, in Le'Veon. <laughs> Dude, I got I got yes. saved. I got saved by adjusting our Le'Veon projection because I had him for like kind of close to his stuff last year. You know, about sixty percent of the rushes, about twelve percent of the targets, and I was just like, you know what? There is just so much Frank Gore discussion going on, and I moved him way down. Wait, is um, this why people were teasing you on Twitter about about Le'Veon Bell? Because yeah, because on 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 because we did the Swolecast on Wednesday. And I was like, you know, Le'Veon, he just is going to get a lot of touches. And I, I saved myself on that oh one. Oh, my God. That's so brutal, Davis. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> that could have made a great show. You, dude, he's like 80 years old. This is – I'm, I'm glad you got saved. It didn't matter in the end. But, like, that's, that's fish stuff. You can't play no Le'Veon Bell. It's over. It's over. I mean, you just, you just got to work – you just got to work through all the combos, dude. <laughs> you just got to look at all the stuff. And then not uh, play Devontae Adams. Oh, this is a this is a big this is a big one. Nick Chubb, one hundred percent, completely unplayable. He he. I mean, he, you you can play him when Kareem Hunt gets injured. That's when it. When was the last time we saw somebody like that high in seasonal drafts that everybody loved? That was just like by week one dust. Well, Austin Eckler. 
Oh, God. <laughs> that's so brutal. Oh. <laughs> you are literally murdering me right now. Sammy's just going to go on Instagram and find that picture of him with his shirt off and just go, I know he's jacked. I know he, he can do it. He can do it. Dude, I am legitimately nauseous right now. Sammy's so ready to go put waiver claims in on Josh Kelly tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to tell my family when we can't make our mortgage because of Austin Eckler. Let's see. Uh, James Robinson, the only guy to handle every running back carry in his backfield of wow. all the teams today. Wow. Wait, did Thompson not get one rushing attempt? No rushing. Wow. No rushing attempt. Uh, so may, there were some people who were touting Chris Thompson as like the, nah, it's not going to happen. Not going to work. Uh, Trubisky, you know, just gets 24 DraftKings points like he does. Like it seems like every time that they play Detroit, he, he always does that. Um, I'm, I don't know. Allen I think Robinson that, is legit, guys. Yeah, Allen Robinson's legit. That, that catch was like – so he good. had he had an incredible catch this week. Yeah, rugs so rugs left injured, but uh, I think he looks incredible. Like he looks like young. What did Tyree kill? He had eight targets, but only forty five yards. Got I'm it. sad that you didn't play Waller, Nate. Yeah, this would have been yeah. a much better podcast if you had just gone Waller and four wide receivers. None of them was Devonte Adams. Like this would have been great. No, I went Herndon, who like fumbled it like. Like in the end zone, like twice. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, was, he, that was that was brutal. He's, he's terrible. Like, yeah, he's terrible. Oh yeah, Waller Waller got plenty of work. Plenty of plenty of Whopper. Enough, not enough Whopper to feed your family, but enough. I Whopper. mean, he did lead the team in targets. Well, I hope that you chase that right. I hope you chase that dragon, bud. Oh, I will. There is going to be every week that that rugs gets better. Waller's role is going to get smaller and smaller. And Brian Edwards barely played this week. You got to find this year's Waller, Nate. This year's uh, Waller. His name is Logan Thomas, and it's yeah, already dude, started. That's out of the bag. Yeah. Are, are you guys sure it's not Eric Ebron? Yes. Yes. Eric Ebron is. Sammy, okay. This is a uh, this is a this is a great way to end the podcast. Uh, this was this is how we're gonna end it. I want you to try and justify the opinion that Pittsburgh is somehow a better team than the Kansas City Footballing Chiefs. I mean, they're just a better football team than everybody, I think. <laughs> I mean, Kansas City's, Kansas City's there, you know, but I just think Pittsburgh is like – I think they have a legitimate uh, argument is the best team in the NFL. I think they have the best defense in the NFL. Just chock full of no, first-round picks all Here's over. the thing. Like, they don't have the best argument as the best team in the NFL because they aren't better than the Chiefs. I mean, we'll see in the AFC if, Championship. If, if the Chiefs and the Steelers played 100 times, the Chiefs would win 70 of the games. Well, it only matters the one that they play. I mean, dude, really, really – dude, the offensive line, they have so many offensive line. Oh, my God. This is you know, such when, an old man football take. You, it really is. is. It's like, disgusting. It's like, have you seen Devin Bush play, dude? He just – the way he gets around the, the edge. He gets off that line. I mean, literally, just the momentum <laughs> – you can build an offensive line around him. This is like the old Pittsburgh days. Defense, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and a Hall of Fame quarterback behind a good offensive line, all the weapons. I'm telling I you, I have so much money on Pittsburgh. Culture here. I have so much – Mike Tomlin's culture year in oh and year out. God. But for the last 12 years, I mean, this is, this is really, really – you guys are going to be surprised, but I'm going to win. I'm going to make up for all the Austin Eckler money by the Pittsburgh seasonal bets that I put down. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to save my family. Well, the only thing that's um, going to save my family is if somehow Jameis Winston comes back to, Tampa Bay, to revive <laughs> Godwin well, and Evans. I mean, Tampa Bay should send New Orleans like a fifth round pick to get Jameis back. Yeah, do you think Godwin's like texting Jameis tonight? Like, dude, can you come back? How do you do you believe Tom Brady will be benched this season? No. I, feel I like think he will. I think Brady Arians it, it has would, to be It'll be like when Eli got hurt and they started Geno Smith. Like it yeah, won't be like they benched him. It'll be they'll like he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. His TB12 just stops working and you know, he gets the COVID and has to, has to start accepting that it's real. And yeah, they put him on yep. the list and that's his career. I mean, he's dust. Like it's over. So 
Like, are Aaron we really going to like, We had a good run last play, year. We had a good run. Are we really not going to be able to play Godwin and Evans this year? No, dude. Like, Godwin at like 4,900 is going to be like a really good play. I mean, I'm serious. I'm serious. They are unplayable right now, though. Like, I haven't even looked to see the, at the numbers. I was just did you did game. you watch any of the game? Yeah, it was terrible. But Brady I look looked Brady looked like college Josh Allen. He had some throws that were getting down. I need to look. Did you see? Did you see the third down where Lashawn McCoy was running out in the flat and he like it? He threw it into the stands, dude. Like he he threw it so far over and out past Lashawn McCoy, it went into the stands. I saw that. That was his fun. hands up at LaShawn McCoy like he ran the wrong route or something. <laughs> hey, any anytime you can put 43-year-old Tom Brady and 52-year-old LaShawn McCoy on the field at the same time, you just you just gotta go for it. That's that's a team to invest in, you know. <sighs> well, what can you do? Yeah. All right, boys. That was so the cast this, of this kills. Great. I, you know, I, I just got to say, I love it when I win and you guys, I mean, I, I'd like you to win, but frankly, it, it, it's a little better when you don't. So I think the people are happy. I'm happy. Like life I, is good. I'm happy for you, Sammy. I lose like today was definitely tilting. I had like 10 minutes that I was super upset, but the two things that brought me a little bit of joy today was that you won and just smashed so badly and then the fact that Davis was literally one off of this lineup that I was tilting my face off over. I needed, I just, I needed, <laughs> I needed the Devonte, and I didn't have the Devonte. And what can you do? Or I needed McCaffrey to get forty-five, and and he didn't. Yeah, you needed some different stuff than what happened in your lineup. Yeah, yeah. But there's all, there's yeah, always next week. It. It's only week one, Davis. We got a lot of weeks to go where you can you know, make a lot. Dude, of we have like awesome five decisions. showdown slates before the next time I talk to you guys. I'm just going to enjoy my money and not donk them off. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Build digital first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy to launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.